This is Gemara Megillah Daf Chav Ches. The learning should be a tremendous Choshidach Bekari Mamish for all their all those that need a Shidach. Yisrael Chaim and the Varshim Remember as he is a Gedolah Shalitzvah Shalmaikul Merucha B'Zavshin Nesikid B'Zavshin Nesim and Chayish Shalmi Bin Levi Zavol. As well as this Chosfur Hashlema for all the Chaylim should have a full Hashlema Bekari Shmuel Yisrael Ben Yerfei the Men Mevega Chayim and Zarish Shalmi Zimin Reizah Zarish Baskinan Zidah Basim Baschayiv Say Yisrael Ben Mendel Ezur Hurt Shalayu Shem Baznami B'Shafikim Shachanish Shmuel Tiltin Luchan Reizah Mechayiv Asmina Asiv Ben Fekiv Dar Rivkos Hashav and Naftal Zimin Chalaster Amra Ben Yaakov Dinim and Shin Vina River Avram. Ben Rachel, Idea, Shimshim, Ben Chana, Rav Yigal, Peril, Abbas, Esther, Besoich, Sha'ar, Choyli, Yisrael. Rolling on a Chavzayin with bees, we're the second line into the white line. And as much as we have a bit of a large agenda, I want to take one moment to go over a little bit of yesterday's Gemara. I know we did a little bit fast. The Gemara about Sad Echad Beribis, and I'd like just to explain it a little bit better, hopefully, then we explained it in the previous year. The basic idea is we're selling a shul. So let's use the example that I am buying a shul for you. So I give you $100. I give you $100 and I have the shul and I am using the shul. I have usage of the shul each and every day and you have my $100. And let's say comes back a year from now. And a year from now you decide, a year from now you decide, I want to buy back the shul. So what do you give me? The $100. So let's look what's going on over here. I gave you $100. I gave you Hundred dollars to borrow the, to buy your shul. That's as if I'm lending you money because my money is in your possession. A year later, when you buy back the shul, you're in essence paying up the loan. You're giving me back the hundred dollars. So that is a form of malvan the borrower and lender. And what's happening? I lent you the hundred dollars. I'm getting back the hundred dollars. And what else did I get? I got the usage of your shul for a year. So if we end up going and you end up buying back the shul, what happens? What happens now is not only did I get back the hundred dollars, I got back the usage of the shul. That's called I lent you a hundred dollars and I got back a hundred and twenty dollars. That is ribis. What's ribis? is that for the fact that you got to use my money you pay me more back that is because on the side on the option that you'll end up buying it back I will have had the usage and I'll get the money that's the potential ribis now one more detail the Gemara said this is akin to case of mashka in collateral again a very common case I lend you a hundred dollars and you give me your car as a mashkin, as a collateral, as security. So depending on who is using the mashkin, who is using the collateral, there could again be a potential ribis. You have my $100. I have your car as security. Let's say I am allowed to use your car. So now for the year of the halva, what's going on? Not only am I going to get back my $100, I got the usage of your car for a year. What's the value of usage of a car for a year? That's money. $10, $20, $30, of course, all the numbers here are fake. So what's happening is, is not only am I getting back my money, I also got the usage of your car, and that would also be the, the potential that it could be ribis. That is what happened in yesterday's daf. I hope that makes things a dot clearer. And now we pick it up for the second white line on Chavzayin Amid Beis. Says the Gemara, Shalu Talmidav Es Rabbi Zakai Ba'amar Achliyami. We're gonna have a tremendous agadita today. Lots of incredible clues and keys how to have a long and healthy life. How does one attain longevity? The Talmidim Es Rabbi Zakai Amr Lehem. You know what? Miyamay Lo Shranim Mayim Zochdanam Shal Tefila, which is where this Gemara comes in, piggybacking off of yesterday's discussion. I never urinated, never used the bathroom within the four Amois that I davened. But like Kinesi Shem and similarly, I never gave my friend a nickname, and I always made Kiddush on wine. Shabbos Day, a large discussion. Of course, we know you can make them wine. 
And we know you can make on grape juice as well. But there's other entities that you can make grape, you can make kiddush on. But says Rav Yechlem, says Rav Zakkai, he always made kiddush on wine and not on bread, etc. Now, if we look at Rashi over here, we really don't have time for this discussion. Uh, there's no Rashi. There's other other Mefarshim discuss what was the other option that he could potentially have used, and the answer is he potentially could have used. Couldn't make kiddush on bread. That's what the Rishonim explained, and not wine, which in, in reality is only works on Friday night, not on Shabbos day. But again, he was a makpid on wine. That's the point. Even though he had no money, and now the Gemara shows how far he went to be to be makpid, to be stringent, to make kiddush on wine. He said, I had an elderly mother. One time, my mother sold the head covering on her head. Why? So I can make kiddush on wine, and of course we know that's the highest level of chatzila wine and grape juice, both Friday night, Shabbos day, and maybe perhaps it should give us a little bit more of a chizuk to be careful to try to follow the halacha in its entirety. Says the Gemara Tano, we learned in Abraisa when Rav Zakkai's mother was nifter, he had three hundred barrels of wine that she left for him. Who, when he was nifter, he left his children 3,000 barrels of wine. The Gemara is showing how much schar and reward he got for all the actions that he did. Now the Gemara continues a similar vein. Rav Huna, about seven lines to the bottom. Rav Huna would put on a belt. Now what type of belt? It was a risa. It was a grass belt. A very cheap belt. And he came in front of Rav. Amr Lay. Rav said, my eye, what's going on? Where's the normal belt? Amr Lay, I didn't have any wine. For Kiddush, you know what I did? And I took my belt, and I used my belt for collateral to buy wine. And with that, I got wine for Kiddush. So Rav responded to him with the following bracha. That you should be covered with shirai, with silk. For the incredible deed that you did, you should get the schos of having silk. What happened? An interesting end to the story. Uh, when the son Rav of Huna's son Rabba was getting married, in his Gutsa have excuse me, Rav Huna in his Gutsa Hava. Rav Huna was a short person, Gona Aburya, and he was sleeping on a bed. And what happened? Asgan Binase and his daughters Vikalase and his daughter laws came in and Shalchan Vishadya Minayu Alayu. And what did they do? They took their silk garments and they put it on top of Ravuna sleeping on this couch. Ah, to eat them until he was covered with silk. So what do we see? We see that Ravuna went from a status that he had to sell whatever he had to buy wine, and now his children and his daughters-in-law all have very fine silk garments. We see that the bracha of Rav was of course Mikuyam. But look at the ending. Shama Rav. Rav heard what happened for Ikmin and he was upset. Why are you upset, Rav? You gave a bracha and it worked. You know why? Amar, my time Allah, Why, when I gave you the blessing, Rav said, Rav, Una, you didn't tell me. And the soul too should happen to you. So Rav was upset at Rav Una at some level. You should have gave me back the bracha. Of course, we always have to be careful with every word that we say. So gives you a bracha, you're saying you should as well have the incredible blessing. And now the Gemara continues <coughs> three lines to the bottom. How did you get long life? I never used the shul as a shortcut. And I never stood 
never literally means stepped over the heads of people. And Rashi explains they used to sit in the base medjish and in order to walk over the Talmidim, you'd have to take big steps and it would look like as if he's stepping on people. And I never, he was a kayan and never did brachas kayhanim without a bracha. And now another time, Shal Talmidim, pray to Abraham, how did you get long life? I was always first in shul. As we turn over to Abraham, and of course, each of these practices, of course, some more lofty than the next, but we could take chizik in any of them, some of them, let's try. Who doesn't want long life? And he continues on top of Chavchesam and Aleph, I never said Berchesam Mazayin, Whenever a coin was there, I never ate from an animal that they did not give off the proper chumas and maizers. You not eat from an animal if you did not take off the appropriate chumas. It's as if so chumra that you're eating tevil and he was makbid on that. It's not really that lacha, but still he was makbid to make sure all the chumas were separate. One second. You never said if there was a kain there. So you're always allowed the kain to come first. Asks the Gemara. You say, are you telling me it's a Maila? It sounds like it's a great thing. Don't let the Kayan, excuse me, always went first and you never went in front of him. But ask the Gemara one second. You're a Talmachacham. What are you letting a Kayan go in front of you? He's the Kayan Gadol. But he's not Maharet and you're greater than him. And Taira comes before everything else. So Talmachacham, you are Chayim Misa, God forbid, if you let the Kayan go in front of you. Shenemar, as the Bosley says, called Misanai Oyavei. Maves, as you learn out from the Pasuk that says, all those that hate the Torah love death. And what do we darshan from this Pasuk? I'll think we miss an eye. Don't say that those who hate me, elamas ni'ai, they cause me to be hated. This is a chil Hashem. This is one of the tremendous makairas that to be mechalal Hashem, Hashem's name. For one to say, oh, God's name is the worst thing ever as we're seeing over here. Yechayim Misa. And if you go and you let the kind come before you, you're a Talmud Chacham. The Talmud Chacham comes before everyone else. So ask the Gemara, what was the meritorious practice? Did he always let the Kehanim come first? Answers the Gemara, Kikamar Iu Bishavin. He was talking about if the kind is equal that like him, then he will let the kind come first. But of course, if not, if he was a bigger Talmud Chacham, he would go before the kain. And now we continue with the fourth story of Arichas Yom and Shalut Hamidavas of Yerchonia Menakana. And never got honor when my friend was down, when my friend was in shame. And similarly, I never had a curse of my friend on my van, meaning that he always forgave everyone when he went to sleep. He never had a kapid, he never had someone who was upset at him when he went to sleep. And he was very liberal and he was always mevater, he always gave in with his money. And now the Gemara explains each and every one of these practices of Ram Nechonia. About 12 lines into Chavches Amaral, the first word on the line is Bimamayni. Hayisi what does it mean I never got honor when my friend was shamed? Ezra Vuna, who is carrying a, 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 
excuse me, a shovel on his shoulder. And he said, let me carry it for you. And he responded, if you normally carry a shoulder, a shovel on your shoulder, great, you can carry it for me. And if not, and if people in your town don't carry a shovel, if it's a demeaning act for you to carry my shovel, is Yakuri what, you want me to have honor? You want to honor me because you want to take my shovel. But I should have honor on your account. You're going to do a lowly act to give me honor? No way. I don't let. So you see how mocked he was, even his own honor, but not at the expense of someone else. And practice number two of Rav Nechon, what does that mean? Like Rav Zuch, every time you were going to bed, Omar, he would say, Shari man I forgive anyone who pained me. And of course, many people in their Hamapil, one of the brachas over there, they say that they're Michael out and every person, a beautiful practice. Why go to sleep with a kapeito? Why go to sleep upset at anyone else? And number three of them, the Chani Mavachim Isa, he was liberal. He was very forgiving with his money. Eov was also very giving with his money. What would he do? He always give a little extra penny to the chenveni. If there was a little bit of change, he would say, no problem, you keep it. And that's how he would ensure that he never would have anything extra. Another shadow of the chenya man, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva asked from the chenya, Hagadol, Amr Alai, Bimarach, Yamim. Why did you have long life? Again, we had three things from the Chumya did that he got long life. Now we're gonna have more. Ois Asu gives the Gavzi Kamachuli. The servants came and they started hitting Rabbi Kiva. Again, Rabbi Kiva asked Rabbi Nechonya, how do you get long life? All of a sudden, Rabbi Nechonya's servants are coming to beat up Rabbi Kiva. So what does Rabbi Kiva do? It's all Dikla, like any normal person would do. And he goes and he climbs up the date palm tree. So Rabbi Kiva's on the top of the tree because the Chumya's servants are busy hitting him. So Amar Leis, Rabbi Kiva calls down from the tree and he says, Rabbi, in them are Kevis. What is the positive Kevis Echad? You have to give one Kevis. The word Kevis is singular. That's what Rabbi Kiva on top of the tree asks Rabbi Nechonya. Of course, what's he showing Rabbi Nechonya? He's showing Rabbi Nechonya that he's Zamul Chacham. What are you, what are you Servants beating me up. So the Chani says to the servant, Stop! He's a Tamil Chacham. Shavkua, leave him. And now the Chani answers the question. You see, first you stop the servants, then you answer. You know what it teaches us? Not just that it's one sheep, it's the best sheep in the flock. And now the Chani goes back. What was the original question? How to get long life? The Chani responds, I never accepted gifts. And as well, I never was very exacting, I never was very careful on different measures and Three things the Gemara will now explain. Number one, I never accepted gifts. The other, whenever they would send him gifts from the house of the Nasi, he wouldn't take them. And when they would invite him, Lavi Azil, he wouldn't come because he was nervous that they, and he, what would he tell them? He would explain, Amr Laho, Loi Nich Lacho Da Ache. Is it not enough that I live? What are you giving me all these honors? Why? It's such an important rule. We, unfortunately, so, so, all too often, people are happy to get things for free. No. You hate gifts? Then you will be the one that will live. Rav Zera continues the Gemara in the first meaning of Sai's line. Rav Zera would send gifts 
Whenever he would get gifts from the Nazi's house, Lavi Shakli wouldn't accept them. But when they invited him, he would go. Why? He would say, they're honored by my presence. It's not that they're giving me a free meal. No, by me coming, Rav Zeir, it's like Gaiva. He understands who he was. By me coming, that gives them honor, and therefore that's the reason why he would go. Now we go back to that which Ram Nechaniah did. What was practice number two, or practice number five? And this is story number two. He never was exact on his measures, so important with the way that we act, that's what God judges us. So he was, he always gave in, he was mevater, shenemer on the first very wide line, the one that Hashem forgives is one that's over, the one that gives in, the one that is not exacting to that which is done to him. This is about a fifth or a sixth practice of different Tanoim, now they had merited a long life. Armalei Katsti Bechayai. Rabbi Shua said, Do you begrudge my life? What do you want from me? Armalei, no. Rabbi said to him, Rabbi, I just need to learn Taira. Tell me, I want to know what to do. I also want to have a Rikos Yamim. So Armalei, and now Rabbi Shua responds to me, Armalei Naskalti Bidamus Adam Rasha. I never looked at the face of a wicked person. Pour in such a strong language. Sometimes you wonder, so what is a Rasha? What's the big deal? Oh, sir, you should never gaze, never look at a person who is a wicked person. Shnemer, as the Basik says, not for the fact that the presence of Yeshua, the king of Yehuda, and Inoisi. Am abide lecha? I would what I gaze at you, what I see you, and Rav Lazar Aimer and Rav Arecha, and what I see you, and Rav Lazar Aimer, Rav Lazar says, "Ain't of kais." If you look at a wicked person, you know what happens. Your eyes get to diminish. And Amar, as the pasuk says, "Yikizakin Yitzchak v'tkan ain't of mer eyes." Their Yitzchak eyes, Yitzchak Avinu, he started losing his eyesight. Why? Bishom deistakel beisavarash. He's looked at Isavarasha. Another incredible reason to watch our eyes. Sometimes we hear about the preachers and the tzniyas and all the other things. Now we have another reason, because you don't want to look at Rishayim. Ask the Gemara one second, is this what caused Yitzchak to lose his eyesight looking at Esav? Gemara, we've seen, you should never the curse of a simple person, should not be light in your eyes. And in Sarah's descendants, the curse of Avimelech was Mikuyam, was fulfilled. So we see this is what caused Yitzchak Avinu to lose his eyesight. So why are you telling me it's because he looked at Esav answers the Gemara, the classical and obvious answer, Hava Garmelo is both of them in conjunction, the curse of Avimelech and looking at Esav, tremendous chizuk in looking and being careful what her eyes see. Rav Amar says, Rav Mehacha, another source, he should not look at a wicked person, says, Panai, Rasha, Loi, Taiv. The Buzzik says, to look at the face of a wicked is not good. And now we go back to the story of Rebbe and Rabbi Yeshua, that what happened when they were leaving each other, when Rebbe was leaving Rabbi Yeshua, Rebbe Barachli. So Rebbe said to Rabbi Yeshua, Bless me, my teacher, Rebbe, Rabbi Yeshua, bless me. He said, I give you a blessing, you should reach half my days. Rebbe said, what? I should only reach half your days? That's not such a great bracha. I want to live as long as you. Rebbe Yeshua said, no. Are those who follow you 
those who follow you should graze animals. What does that mean? So Rashi over here explains what it means is, is that if you live as long as I do, you're not going to be able to have descendants that follow in your ways. And therefore, that's the reason why I'm telling you what you are, so that your children will be able to be nasi after you. And now we have two more stories before we get to the Mishnah. Avur bar'i, umanin bar'i, two different people. Chadamar one says, Taisi li, what do he say? He says, I should be getting the reward, I should get the schar in Oilam Haba. Why? I never looked at a kusi, I never looked at an adulterer. Like we said a moment ago, you don't want to look at a rashi. No, I never made a partnership with a guy. Finally, we conclude, Rav Zeira, how did you get long life? Rav Zeira responds, I never was a makbid in my house. I never had anger. And I never walked in front of someone that was greater than me. Famous, we've seen this many times. I never thought in learning lo alachti tal amos blay tayra, and I never walked four amos without tayra blow tefillin without tefillin. Lo yeshanti beis hamedish, I didn't sleep. Lo shinis kavav, lo shinis ara, I didn't even doze off. Lo sasti b'tekalz chaveira, I never rejoiced when my friend down fall down. V'lo karisi lechaveira b'chanichinaisi, I'm not b'chanichinachosai. I never called him with a nickname or by his surname, and those were the tremendous practices of Rav Zera that he that he merited long life. And now we begin the Mishnah on the bottom of Chalchas. Continuing the theme of the sanctity, the Kedusha of Ashur, that fell into ruins is still Kedusha, even though it's no longer a Beis You're not going to give a husband inside of it to a regular person. And you're not going to twist ropes, use menial, do menial labor inside such a building. And you cannot put traps in there. You can't even use the roof to spread out Beiris, the fruits to dry. You can't use it as a shortcut. As the Basik says, and I'll make your sanctuaries desolate, Kedusha Sam. Excuse me. They have their kedusha even when they're destroyed. But the Mishnah says, what happens if grass grows in the ruins of the shul? You're not let it cut it up, and they agmas nefesh because it causes you. It causes you to feel down. You're sitting there in the shul and you feel so terrible. What happened to the shul? So you shouldn't cut down the grass. You shouldn't go in. Says the Gemara. Let's go into all the different things. A bit of a famous Gemara, but hopefully we'll of a chizik as well. That which you're allowed to do in a shul. Tan Rabban in the last line. You can't act with levity in a shul. You can't joke around. You can't eat in them. And you can't drink in the shuls either. Turning over. To chachesem ebeis vein and use them by him, you can adorn yourself in them, as Rashi says. Miskash in the teichai vein metaylin by him, and you can't stroll in them and chill in them. Imachnisim emechama, and you can't go into them in the sun. When they achama, it's the middle of the summer and it's boiling hot. You want to go into the shul to cool off? You're not allowed to. Obig sham and meag sham, it's raining. You want to get covered? You can't go to the shul. They must be the mehesbich al yachri. You can't give a eulogy for a simple person. Avo, what are you allowed to do? Karin behen. Of course, you're allowed to read Chumash. V'shayin ba'em, and you're allowed to read Mishnayis. U'masmidim em hasbid shal rabim, the hasbid of a rabim. 
you're allowed to give him a shul. This is only when the shul is still in the, it's still being used. It's still used as a shul. But after the shul is desolate, you leave the shul and let grass grow there. And you don't cut it up because of the Agmas Nefesh. Who mentioned that Savin? If you all of a sudden start talking about the grass that grows in the shul, you're right, we left out a few words. This is what the Bryce means. That what you do with the shul, you should sweep the shul. Omar beats in the hem, and there's obviously that dirt floor, so what do they do? They would sprinkle water on the floor to let the dust settle. So that the grass does not grow. Omar Av Yehuda, and that of Yehuda mentions, a Masai, one is this Yeshuvan, while the shul is being used. And of course we see, it's incredible, you clean up the shul, you're fulfilling the Gemara, you should always make sure the shul is beautiful. Amr Avasi says Ravasi the shuls that are in Bavel al very important. They're built on condition that they're allowed to be used for other uses as well. But of course, you should never act in a shul with kalos roish with uh, with levity with an inappropriate manner. My new is using it to make regular stam calculations. Amr Avasi if there is a shul in which they use for simple mundane matters, what's going to happen? It's eventually going to house a corpse. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean? It's in a house of course overnight? Is that the way it has to be? You know what it means? It means that it's going to be used to put mitzvah in the shul. Not an incredible uh, action for the shul. We have to be very careful not to use the shul for mundane banners. Says the Gemara, and you cannot adorn yourself in the shul. Says Shuam and Levi, my be Rabbanon, Beisa de Rabbanon. Beisa de Rabbanon. For the Talmidei Chachamim, for the people sitting in Yeshiva and learning, for them, this is their home. They're allowed to do whatever they need to do inside the shul in the base marriage. That what were these incredible Jews doing? They were standing, they're asking, they were talking to learning in Rava, and what happened? Asa, Zilcha, Demitra, and it started raining. I little they went into the shul. Amri, they said, hi, Dailinu, why do we come into the shul? Lubekinishta, Lamisha Mitra, not because of the rain, you know why? Elamisham, Dishamaisa, Bailislusa, you know what the reason is? Because we're talking and learning, and we need to have a clear mind. Kiyoyma, Distana, we need to have a clear mind, like a clear day of a north wind, so the is pointing out, if you're going in for other reasons, it's true, it's raining, but now you can't think straight because of the rain, so now you're going to the shul to sit and learn like a man, to talk and learning, then it would be allowed. What happens? You need to call someone from a shul. Are you allowed to walk in to call someone? On the last narrow line, I'm relaying, if he is a young Tamil Chacham, Lema Hilchasam. Meaning, if you're walking into a shul for no reason, this is similar when you're using a shul for a shortcut, says the Gemara, what should you do? If you know Halacha, say Halacha when you walk in. Eat Tanahu, Lema Mastis, and say Amishta. Eat Karu, if all you know is Chamesh, Lema Psuka. Vilay, let's say you don't know anything. What should you do? Lema Lel Yanuka, Emily Psuka, tell me what you're learning. And that way, learn something. You don't walk into a shul without learning. Inami, says the Gemara, an incredible line. Nishi 
fourth of an acum. At least stay in there for a moment. The act of being in a shul, that itself is a mitzvah. So if you need to go in for a mundane purpose, sit down and just be in the shul. The best is say a psasuk, say a mishnah, say a piskamara, say a halacha. Think about the halacha that you can't go into shul for mundane matters. But if you can't do anything else, at least be there. The mere being there is a mitzvah. I shouldn't say mere, it is a mitzvah. Umas, meet the man has to shall rab in three lines into the wide lines. We'll just begin. Hey, chi dami espez ram. What is the case of a husband of the rabbi machli rab chisigay goin espez the dekai bay rab sheishes? He pointed a husband that rab sheishes will go to machli rab sheishes. Rab sheishes pointed back. Kon espez the dekai bay rab chista. A husband of rab chista will be there. Says the Gemara. Rab from espez the lekalase bebe kenishda. Rab from gave a husband of his daughter-in-law in the shul. Amar, you know why? Mishem yakra didi. He said the reason why he was allowed is because the honor of myself udamisa and of the deceased of his daughter-in-law asa kuliyama everyone's going to come so that's a husband of the rabbim so it's allowed to be done in the shul and a similar story Rav Zir Safte Lume Rabban Rav Zir give a husband of a certain Rav in the shul Amar Imishem Yakar Didi Imishem Yakara Didi Demesa whether people are coming from my honor whether people are coming from the Mesa's honor asa kuliyama so we're getting the feeling over here it's not necessarily only if the Mesa is an Adam Chashav and everyone's going to come. But even if an Adam Chashiv is giving the Hasbid, so for the fact that Adam Chashiv is giving the Hasbid, everyone's going to come for him, that as well is enough that makes it a Hasbid of the Rabbim. Reish Lakish Safti Yalahud Sermi Rabbanan Deshchech Ba'ad Yisrael. Reish Lakish gave a Hasbid of a certain time of Chacham that learned in, that we would frequent Ba'ad Yisrael. Tavitani Elchasa Bechav Dalit Shorta. He said he would teach Allahs to 24 rows of Talmidim. Omar, and he said, Vai Chasra Ardi Yisrael. Whoa! What Eretz Yisrael has loved, Gavar such an incredible man. We'll pick up over here from Ahu, another story, Mirtashem, in tomorrow's year.